It's a celebration of the National Football League, a group of football fans breaking down the ins and outs of the sport they love. The Lockdown Podcast features Aaron Fritz, Jacob Erdman, Connor Keller-Strauss, Kemper Keller-Strauss, Jake Rumpf, and me, your host, Chris Rausch, and we kick this off with the look at the 2020 NFL Draft. 2020 NFL Draft, just about nine days away. What better way to get ready for the draft than look at everybody's mock draft? Now, we start off with Aaron Fritz. He will give us our first mock draft of the evening. We'll go through every pick, one of 32 in the first round, and just kind of see his thoughts on that one. And Fritz, to kind of start things off, kick it off, you went with a trade in the first overall pick. Take me, take us through the process of that decision. Uh, well, I mean, I, you're starting to see things about Tua and how maybe the Dolphins aren't interested in him and stuff. And I almost feel like the Dolphins are probably slow playing this and trying to trick everybody. And I, I think what you're going to see, if I had to guess, is something wild happened on trade night or first night of draft night. And I, I mean, Bengals get four picks from the from the Dolphins, um, get lots of good picks. You get two first rounders out of it. Um, you get an early second rounder out of it. And I, I think the Bengals already have a quarterback. They're still hanging on to Dalton. So they're either wanting to trade him or do something with him. And I wouldn't be surprised if that team goes and gets a Cam Newton or something where they, they feel like Burrow's expendable and can trade him. And, and just, just that pick in general, I felt like if Burrow's going to be the next big thing, the Dolphins are going to want to go get him because they've made a lot of good offseason moves and free moves and free agency and things like that. I just felt like that was probably a good pick for them. So you have Joe Burrow going number one to Miami. Pick number two, Chase Young to the Redskins. This is one we've kind of seen. I think a lot of the experts are saying this is almost a locked-in deal, it feels like, at this point. Chase Young going to to Washington, but I've also seen where people may think that a quarterback may be a need. Maybe Dwayne Haskins isn't the answer in Washington either. And I and I debated that, but it, everything you see, kind of stuff you read, and just you don't draft a quarterback that high and give up on him the next season unless you're the Cardinals like they did last year with Kyler Murray. But it's, it's just not a real common thing. I just don't think you're going to see it this year. Pick number three, you have another trade in this early part of the draft. You have the Los Angeles Chargers trading up to number three, taking Justin Herbert, giving a little bit a little bit away to Detroit to move up, but not, not a lot to move up to that number three spot. Yeah, and, and, and I mean, I try to do what everybody else does, and you look at the point system that you see for picks, and there isn't a lot of debate between – or sorry, a lot of difference in the picks between three and six. And I mean, it looks like the Lions want to move down. You're, you're hearing that this is probably the last year for their coach and GM, and they need to try to win. So you try to get as many rookies in there as you can and as many high picks as you can to do it. And, and they pick up a second rounder and a fifth rounder out of it to move back three spots. And, and the Chargers, you had, they didn't get Tom Brady. That was kind of a destination people thought he might go to. And there's a lot of hype on Herbert, man. I mean, we were just talking. He's, he's six foot six. He runs really well. He's got a big arm. He's really athletic. And if they're going to let him sit for a year and play behind – um, Tyrod Taylor, which is kind of what they're talking about. That might be a really good situation for him. And it's, it's another West Coast team. and He's a West Coast kid. So it, it just seems like something that would fit. And, and you're going to start hearing a lot more about Justin Herbert, either going to the Dolphins if they don't trade up or, or the Chargers going to get him. I think people really feel like he's the second best quarterback in this class. Number four pick, Giants staying put. Connor, this kind of probably seems like a logical pick for them because they, they have Daniel Jones. They, they have Saquon Barkley. They have the pieces. They just need to protect Jones at this point, don't they? Yeah, absolutely. And, Fritz, I've got to give you kudos. Uh, This is one of my favorite picks uh, of your mock draft. Um, You see a lot of mocks out there with the Giants taking Isaiah Simmons. 
Um, and uh, while the Giants have a lot of holes on offense and defense, uh, as Chris, as you stated, um, you have arguably the most talented running back in the league, and you have a quarterback coming off his rookie season where he proved he can be that franchise's quarterback. Um, to me, of the tackle group, Jedrick Wills uh, has the highest ceiling. Um, he's the most excitable uh, of that tackle group, um, and I think it's a great pick. I will. And it just it just feels like the best one to me. Wills is the guy that's going to come in and play right away and be the best one. He's not the best athlete. He probably doesn't have the highest ceiling of everybody in the draft as far as tackles go. But I think he's the safest one. And I I don't know how you have a franchise quarterback and not want to protect him right away. And I think the Simmons pick is kind of what everybody's talking about. It's a sexy thing to do. But the Giants they just kind of beat to their own drum, man. And that and this is what I think they're going to do. The five pickers through the Bengals went down. To, now you had them taking Tua. And just thinking about this just now, what are the cha- if the Chargers would have taken two of there, do you think Herbert's still there at five, or do you think the Bengals feel confident that there's going to be a quarterback here they like here if they trade down out of that one spot? Yeah, that, that's a great question. And maybe you see the Chargers take two, like you said, or maybe you see the Jaguars jump in there at four and try to trade with uh, the New York Giants and try to get Tua. But Tua's, Tua's injury is going to be a thing people talk about a lot. I mean, Everybody blew up and got excited or didn't really seem to care, but there's a lot of conversation about him throwing the football in just a workout video he was doing. And then you're nine days away from the draft, and I think his injury history is going to scare some people off. So that's why I mentioned earlier, maybe the Bengals will trade for a Cam – sorry, uh, get a free agency move like Cam Newton or Jameis Winston and try to let Tua sit for a year and get completely healthy before they throw him in there. But with the Bengals acquiring another first-round pick, this seemed like a really good pick for them to get their quarterback of the future and – and, and see if they can get him to get healthy and get that worked out. Yeah, I would – I'd like to build off that a little bit. I think that if I'm the Bengals and this – you know, I trade the number one overall pick and I can still land two, I feel really, really good about this. So, um, I think this is a – you know, this is the, the best situation that could happen if they do trade one. Nobody jumps up and takes two as two my number two quarterback. I think this is – this works out really well for Cincinnati. Sixth pick, this is where the Lions fall to after trading with the Chargers linebacker Isaiah Simmons. Jacob, for, for the Lions at, at this point with Matt Patricia's defense, just you feel like this is a pretty solid you know, pick for them here at number six as they traded down? Uh, yeah, I actually see this trade happening in quite a bit of my mock drafts. I actually had them trading back with the Chargers. Uh, but I actually am surprised to see – Simmons falling that far for him. I think it is, if it comes down to it, I think it's going to be pretty tough for him because everything that I've read, it seems pretty much like Okuda is pretty much set and locked in with the Lions right now. But it'll be definitely very interesting to see if the Giants don't select Simmons, what the Lions are going to do at that spot. Yeah, and that's fair. I mean, I agree with that. That's something I kind of thought about with Okuda because you see it everywhere, but that that whole conversation I felt like started because they were going to trade Darius Slay. During that time, they did get Trufant to sign in free agency. So this is kind of one of those guys that's kind of a jack-of-all-trades. He's, kind of he's just kind of one of those hybrid guys that aren't real common right now. I just feel like if you're trying to play for your job, you want to get the guy that can do a ton of things that help your defense. So Okuda was the other guy I was debating here. That's about it between the two. I like Derek Brown who goes next, but it was really Okuda and Simmons. But Simmons just feels like the guy that maybe can change the, the, the look of that defense and take him to that next step. Fritz, you mentioned that Derek Brown going seven to Carolina. Whole new coaching staff situation in Carolina. 
new quarterback. You have you just locked up McCaffrey to an extension at running back. Going defense here with Derek Brown, defensive lineman out of Auburn. Rump, what do you think of this one? Um, I, I think this is a, a great pick. Um, I think this is a prime spot for, you know, I think Carolina probably looks to trade back. But uh, if if they're not going to trade back, I think this, this comes down between you take best player available. Um, between Okuda and Brown, you know, I can see it both ways, but, you know, the NFL's one, you know, up front. So I think this is a, this is a very safe pick with a, a dude that's dominant in the run game. He can change the game in the run game, and he's, he can get after the quarterback a little bit too. So I think this is a great pick. Um, you know, Matt Rule's going to want to try to hit a home run on this one and make sure, you know, he doesn't um, miss this because uh, this, this is a big one, his first uh, – first number one with his new team. So I think this is a great pick, a good spot for Derek Brown. Well, and you mentioned maybe trading back a little bit, and that's something I looked into. It just not, – nobody really fit the trade back in the spot to me yeah. because yep. I, I think the Browns like him. I think the Jets would like to have him. I think the Raiders would like to have him. But none of those really fit the big need for them. So you'd have to go all the way down to like 13 to me to, to go get Derek Brown. And I just don't know if yep. the 49ers are going to do that because they have such a gap between their first round and then all the way to, like, the fifth round for their next pick. So that's that's about yeah. the only reason the Panthers didn't trade back. The only thing that I could see maybe is you know, there's a, there's some big-time talent at receiver. Some of these teams, like maybe Denver, gets nervous and, and they think Ruggs or whoever their number one receiver is is going to go. They go ahead and get ahead of everybody there and maybe go grab them. But I agree it's, it's a tough spot to trade back with. But I do think they're a team that's going to be looking – Number eight, Arizona. We've talked about him quite a bit already. Okuda going there, the cornerback out of Ohio State. Rumpf, just any thoughts? I mean, we talked about Okuda quite a bit already. Just this, this seemed like the good pick for Arizona sitting here because oh. they just got DeAndre Hopkins. The sure up. Yeah, I think. Four. I think. I, mean, I think Arizona is. You know, if they, if they can land Okuda, I mean, how how do they not win the offseason? You know, trading for for Hopkins, and you know, I know they need. You need to address O line, but I'm, I think they're going to kind of go with the approach Seattle does a little bit. They know, Seattle kind of allows Russell Wilson to use his mobility, and I think they they know that they can kind of get away with some things with Kyler Murray being so um, mobile. So I think obviously if you can get a kid who is got all the tools to be a shutdown corner and, and shut down that one side of the field, I think this is um, definitely a big time addition for a team that's uh, I think improving uh, tremendously under under uh, Kingsbury so and, and you then you talk about trading back this is another team they have so many things they could probably improve at but they're also a pretty solid team right now on paper I, I thought about taking a tackle for them I thought about trying to have a move back and things like that but they're kind of in the spot where they can take the best player available and that's probably going to help their team win so to me Okuda yeah. was a no-brainer but I did think about taking yep. an offensive lineman here for them too yep I think uh, I think they go best player available and they you know this is a guy who's arguably top three in this whole draft it's just how the board's fallen so yep this is a big time player for him and Fritz you have a run on offensive lineman here for the next couple of picks starting with Tampa Bay trading up number nine making the splash with getting Tom Brady in the offseason getting offensive tackle Tristan Wirfs out of Iowa to pretty much just protect Brady at this point is that kind of the thinking behind this one yeah, I, I, the Buccaneers are kind of in an interesting spot right there because they don't have a ton of picks, but you know they're going to try – they're in win-now mode. Your quarterback's older guys; he's in his 40s, and you want to try to do everything to protect him and win now. With the pick they were at at 14, you just don't know if one of those top four tackles would be there, and obviously already one was gone. But 
Worse is the best athletic tackle in the draft. He's probably the one with the highest ceiling, in my opinion, because he's so athletic and can do so many things. And I think if you're the Bucks, you want to get an athletic guy to try to protect Tom Brady because that offense is already pretty good. You just got to clean up the offensive line a little bit. So they do that. The offense is ready to go. And then the rest of this draft, maybe they can attack defense and, and look into some more free agency stuff once it's over. And Connor, at number 10, you have the Browns taking Andrew Thomas, the, the offensive tackle out of Georgia. Baker Mayfield has the weapons. They have uh, – you could probably say last year was a disappointing season for this group because, I mean, the hype was there. Getting an offensive tackle seemed like the right move for, for them moving forward right here. Uh, absolutely. And they did some work in free agency, uh, bringing in uh, Jack Conklin, um, who has the flexibility of playing both left tackle and right tackle. Uh, but Andrew Thomas, for me – uh, to me, he is the safest tackle uh, in this draft, um, and for a couple reasons. His freshman season at Georgia, he started every single game at right tackle, and his last two years, he started at left tackle. Um, and he's uh, he was a unanimous All-American last year and a first-team All-American the year before that. Uh, however Cleveland goes about, assuming that they make this pick, however they go about letting Andrew Thomas and Jack Conklin play along that offensive line, to me, there's no wrong choice. You have bookend tackles, uh, and you, you're protecting Baker Mayfield. Um, to me, this is the season uh, for Baker Mayfield to prove it. Uh, they brought in Case Keenum. They say for him to learn from Case Keenum. I think it's also to bring about a little quarterback competition. Um, but Mayfield was sacked 40 times last season, and a pick like this uh, will definitely drop that number down. Yeah, and I, I mean, my, my whole thought with that, too, is their their offensive lines really struggled. But if you look at that roster just based on names, that's a really good roster ready to win now. They they've had their both their tackles really struggled last year. One of them got arrested this offseason for for selling drugs and stuff. And it's just a lot of bad things with their O line. So I, I could see the Browns really doing anything here, but it just seems like they're gonna take a tackle. But they they've surprised everybody all these years and done a bunch of things that a lot of people wouldn't expect them to do. So you never know. But this, this was one of the few teams I thought might try to go up and get uh, Derek Brown. But other than that, I couldn't really think of anybody that made sense for the Panthers to trade because I, I just don't know who else is going to because I really believe that the Browns are going to take an offensive lineman. Yeah, I, I think this is a great pick, man. Just, this is the safest – you know, this is my number two tackle ahead of Worsh and Becton. Um, and like Connor said, I mean, he's played left tackle, been a stud. So, I think this is – the the pick that the Browns need to make. They need to nail this pick. Um, and I think this is the guy to do it, to kind of sure up that O-line. Pick number 11 to the Jets. The, the Jets, I think, are always interesting every year because I don't think people really know where they may lean going in the drafts. I mean, they have Sam Darnold there. They've shown signs, but at the same time, Rumpf, this seems like the safest way for them to go is getting some help up front. Yeah, I mean, this – this is a dude right here. So you want to talk about physically imposing, and and this is this would be the way to to dress that to dress your offensive line and protect Sam Darnold. Um, I actually think that they're going to go receiver, but I get it. You know, they're um, it's going to be either receiver or offensive line to me. I think that's pretty pretty uh, straightforward there. But honestly, I mean, you can't go wrong here. I, I anytime you take an offensive lineman um, with this type of uh, you know, potential. I think this is um this is definitely something that can help your uh, your football team. So I think this is a good pick, um, and I think he makes a big time impact and helps uh you know Sam Darnold out quite a bit. Yeah, and I I mean, taking Beckton was 
it just it felt like the right thing to do there. Yeah, I thought about receiver form, but they just had a hard time protecting the quarterback. They've had a hard time running the ball the last few years. That seems like something they're wanting to work out is getting better at running the ball. And if you're going to run the ball, this is a dude you'd want to run behind. He's a good run blocker. He struggles He struggles getting to second level and doing some things, which you wouldn't expect because he's so athletic. But I, I really feel like if, if somebody's going to develop and be a, a yeah. Willie Rove type guy because he's just so dang big, this is, this is a chance to be – I see a guy that could be a Willie Rofe type player. He's huge. He moves well. He's kind of – he's got really good balance. Um, this guy's floor is super low in my opinion, but his ceiling is sky high. Yeah. So, oh, to me, yeah. it makes sense for the Jets. Yep, I, I, I agree. Yeah, this is a – this guy's got a, got a ton of potential. Pick number 12, go to Las Vegas with the Raiders. They like speed. They're going with a wide receiver. C.D. Lamb out of Oklahoma. Jacob, you like that one? Uh, I don't mind it for the Raiders. Obviously, I hate it as being a Chiefs fan. I don't see want to see them get any kind of talent on it. But right now, I actually have uh, Judy as my one and CD as my two. But really, those two, I think, are 1A, 1B as right now. But kind of been on this train, and Lump actually hit on it in the draft and then brought it up again. I wouldn't be surprised, and I'll actually – see uh Chris's thoughts on it and actually taking uh, Henderson at this spot and then seeing if they can get down at that 18 spot and get another wide receiver off of that yeah and that and that's something that's really fair Henderson's one of the most polarizing players to me because in my opinion I can see him going anywhere from 20 all the way up into like the top maybe even top five I, that might be a little high but Henderson is that type of guy what are the Raiders going to do it seems to me like they spent the entire offseason fixing that defense, so maybe the draft will be about their offense. But, yeah, that's, that's a fair question. Um, C.D. Lamb just seems like the type of guy that fits in a, in a John Gruden offense. You, you know how Mike Mayock values receivers and, and being productive but doing a lot of little things correctly, and that just seems like that guy. That's where I think he will go. Do I think he's the best receiver in this class? I actually don't, but that just seems like the perfect Raiders fit to me. But from here in the little square of – 10, 11, 12, 13, I just don't think you're going you're gonna to know what's going to happen because maybe some trades happen there, but I, the teams kind of have different needs, and their biggest needs are two different positions that are available right now. So it, it'll be an interesting spot here. Pick 13 to the Niners, C.J. Henderson, cornerback out of Florida. Niners had a little bit of trouble defensively, I guess, against the Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes in the Super Bowl. What, what was the thoughts behind – the Niners going with a cornerback here, was it because of the pass coverage or what was the thoughts here, Fritz and Rumble? I mean, you, I, I, I just saw the 49ers this year. They were kind of rotating that second corner opposite of Sherman. Um, they they seem to kind of get everybody back on that defense outside of the trade they made. Um, so maybe they go D-line here. Maybe this is where Kinlaw goes, and I thought about that. But Henderson, I he's, gonna, he's probably going to go top 10 um, based on what you hear right now, but he's just too good a player to pass up. And I think if you can get both corners – being able to shut people down, that'll kind of make up for the D linemen, um, the hole that they have right now, possibly. But now you got a really good coverage guy, you got really good pass rush, and that defense is going to be just as good, if not better, because CJ Henderson's going to be a really nice player. Going 14 to the Jaguars when they traded down. Fritz, you have them taking a wide receiver, Jerry Judy, Alabama. Connor, do you like to pick there at 14 for the Jaguars as of their trade down? Uh, yeah, I think this is one of those uh, instances where uh, Jacksonville was planning on taking C.J. Henderson um, and San Fran happened to get him at 13, and so now they're taking best player available. 
Uh, a lot of people think Jacksonville is going to go defense with the first pick, um, you know, with the losses across their defensive line and trading away A.J. Boye. Uh, but they can address defense later in the draft. Uh, I think of the remaining players, Jerry Judy is by far and away consensus the best player available and will instantly transform that offense. Um, and if they are truly rolling with Gardner Minshew as uh, QB1, then they need to surround him with as much talent as possible. Going to pick number 15, the Denver Broncos taking a wide receiver, also out of Alabama, Henry Ruggs. And Fritz, this is one where I think if the dominoes fall right for Denver or, or wrong, however you want to look at it, I see them trading up in front of Oakland there too. They're really wanting to help Drew Locke and get something going. And depending on what the Raiders, Niners, and that situation unfolds in, I see them maybe trading up for wide receiver unless they're okay with maybe getting a rugs type there at 15 if he falls. Yeah, and, that, and that's very fair to say. And if you see a lot of mock drafts where there's not a ton of trading or trading at all, but this is kind of where he falls in that in that 15 range. And to me, he's, he's my wide receiver one in this whole thing. His, his stats don't show it from college, but, man, there's a lot of mouths to feed there. And I, I just think he's going to be a pretty dang good one because – his return game stuff will help him too. Where where Judy and Lamb, I don't expect him to do that, but I do think Ruggs will be a return game specialist as well and be able to do some of those things, maybe in the punt return or kick return to to give uh, Denver a lift. But I think he's going to be a good player. He runs really good routes. One thing they they talk about is he's got really good hands and he's got really big hands for not a super big guy. And I think you're going to see him be similar to like a Tyreek Hill, not not as explosive, not as effective as Tyreek, but that similar style player where you can you can throw him the ball and he can go make something happen. All right, number 16th overall pick, Atlanta Falcons, Javon Kinlaw, defensive lineman out of South Carolina. Rump, your thoughts on Falcons going with the defensive front here? All right, yeah, I think this is a really good pick for Atlanta. Uh, they Their offense is pretty elite. Um, I don't think they really need to make any additions there. So um, pass rush is the way to go. And this guy's kind of a tough guy to figure out because of uh, injury history and some college production question marks. But – I'm going to talk about a guy who dominated at the Senior Bowl. Um, just like I was reading something today about how um, they're not saying he's Aaron Donald, but Aaron Donald dominated at the Senior Bowl. And this guy showed up at the Senior Bowl, um, really got after it and stood out. And he's obviously an athletic freak. So this is, you know, honestly, this may be a little bit – I think he's going to maybe go higher than this. But if the Falcons can, can uh, land him and he drops down to 16, this is going to be a really good pick. I think he's an impact player. Yeah, and, I, and all the things you said are exactly why I kind of did what I did. And and you mentioned he might go a little higher, and I think that we keep saying that these guys are going to go higher. But some of these teams kind of here in the mid-tier, Denver, Atlanta, Dallas, um, Cincinnati, where they pick for Miami, they're going to get a really good football player because there's some guys that are going to fall down the draft board here that yep. are going to be really good additions. And, and Ken Law is another one. Does he go top 10? Does he go top 12? There's a good chance he does. But if he doesn't, Atlanta is going to get a really nice player here. Yes, they are. And I am curious uh, on draft day. Number 17 going to Dallas, going defensive end. Rump, this is your boys taking a defensive end here. Uh, thoughts on this one? Yeah, you know, I talked to I talked to you guys quite a bit about the Cowboys, and uh, and I talked to Fritz quite a bit. And I'll be honest, if, if Henderson isn't there, which I don't think there's any way he's going to be, um, you know, my next guy is, is um, Chason. Um, I think that this guy is the – 
um, has the intangibles. I think he's going to, I think he's, I know his college production wasn't great, but I think he fits really well opposite of Demarcus Lawrence. Um, I think he's a leader. You know, I think the coaching staff at LSU from everything I've read and seen, they have a lot of really good things to say about him. Um, I think this, he's a young guy. I think he's only 20. Um, so the, you know, he's got an extremely high ceiling. Um, I think this is a good pick. You know, there's a little bit of uncertainty. Um, like I said, I'm, I like the college production to be a little bit higher, but I think this is a good spot, and I think this is definitely somebody that's on their board. Yeah, and, and to be honest with you, I'm not a, I'm not a big Chase on fan. Like, yeah, if you look yeah, at my I mean, big board of D linemen I'm, and, and edge players, he's not a guy I want here. But it just seems like the Falcons and Cowboys, so he's probably going to go in here somewhere. And, and we just talked about maybe a guy falling, Connor did. This is a guy I can see fall because athletically – um, and his highlights, they're so good. That puts him in the top 15 players in this draft. But production and some other things, it just doesn't. So I, I feel like this is a place he's going to go. Um, me personally, I would not do this if I was Dallas, but I think they will. And if, if he doesn't go here, I mean, you're talking maybe 22, 25, somewhere in there that is the next chance he could go. So I feel like Dallas is probably going to take him here. We go to pick 18 now, and Fritz has the Bengals pulling an Atlanta Falcons from 08, going quarterback, offensive tackle in the first round when they went Matt Ryan, Sam Baker. Fritz, you have the Bengals taking the first round two at five and then at 18 going with Josh Jones, offensive tackle. This kind of feel like a good fit to give to us some protection here in the first round? Yeah, and I, I just think the Bengals have a lot of holes right now as it is, so – this to me just it just seems like this is the right thing to do. Um, he's actually not even in my top five tackles to take. Like he just he's just not one of the guys I think's gonna be a great one. It's kind of like Chase on, but athletically he fits the build. I mean he's athletic. He moves well. He's big. He's strong. He's he's a little light right now, and in, in terms of weight that they talk about might be a problem for him. But I I just think he's gonna be a guy that you're you're thinking oh he'll probably go late twenties early thirties somewhere in there. And then just like you see every year, you're going to see a guy go and everybody's going to go, man, he went a lot higher than I thought he was going to. And he just kind of seems like that guy. There's, there's a little bit of a drop-off from your fourth best tackle and what people see in like Mekhi Becton all the way down to what your next tier is of Jones, Jackson, um, maybe Isaiah Wilson, and, and Ezra Cleveland from Boise. You see that guys, those guys in the next tier, but athletically Jones stands out from the rest of them. I just think – the Bengals already made an, an aggressive move to get a bunch of picks, and their second pick, they could take quarterback tackle here and maybe set themselves up for a, a strong future like you mentioned the Falcons did. Pick number 19 going Justin Jefferson. Actually, Fritz, you have the Eagles trading up to get Jefferson, who's on some boards a fifth-ranked wide receiver below T. Higgins and Henry Ruggs and guys like that. You have the Eagles trading up to get him there at number 19 with Las Vegas. Why Jefferson at that point? And the draft, and I've seen other mocks that maybe they go defense, but wide receiver there for the Eagles. The Eagles have had a lot of injuries and a lot of bad luck, in my opinion, with what's gone on. But Wentz has been hurt a ton. That last year they played without Deshaun Jackson, Alshon Jeffrey. Um, it just everybody seems to be getting hurt. And Jefferson just fits the Eagles the most perfect, I think, of any receiver in this draft. He's a slot receiver. Um, if you want personal opinion, I think he'll be the most productive receiver in this class as far as a, a career goes. Um, him, him one, rugs two. But you're just not going to see it that way, I don't think, uh, when they come out and draft. And, and you'll, you'll, see, you'll see other guys talk about how 
he he'd be number one any other year as a receiver if it wasn't for, for this class he's in. So Jefferson's got a sky high ceiling. I don't think his floor is super low like some of these other guys might be, and he just fits what the Eagles are looking for that slot receiver that can that can kind of give him everything and give Wentz a weapon. And they only had to move up two spots to do it. They gave up a, a low pick to do it, and and it just that's their guy because if they don't do it you're going to see somebody else jump in, I think, to go get Jefferson because I do think teams value him as a really, really good pick. Pick 20, the guy that I think could fall in the first round and be, be a big impact player, Jordan Love, quarterback out of Utah State. Connor, number one, what's your thoughts on Love and two, going to the Jaguars? Uh, well, I think Jordan Love has a really high ceiling. I think a lot of teams that are hoping to draft him are hoping to pull what Kansas City did a few years ago uh, in their gem of Patrick Mahomes. Uh, Jordan Love has the arm strength. He has the athleticism uh, to be a great quarterback. Um, I like the Jaguars taking him. Uh, if you told me that my franchise quarterback was Gardner Minshew, I would either start laughing or crying. I don't know which one. Um, so I like the pick here. Um, and I'm glad that they waited uh, in order to do this. Um, instead of taking him too early, you got a, an ultimate weapon in Jerry Judy early on and still got your franchise quarterback, or hopefully your franchise quarterback, in Jordan Love. Yeah, and that's kind of what I was thinking here. Once again, this is like one of the – this kind of a string of things you're starting to see. I'm not a Jordan Love guy. He's actually not even in my top five quarterbacks. I think he's the sixth best quarterback in this draft. But you hear him talk about big arm. You hear him talk about freak athlete. You hear him talking about uh, the stature and the size and everything. He's got everything. He checks the boxes on those things. But he makes a lot of mistakes when he throws picks and things like that. But NFL teams really like him. And you mentioned Mahomes. Everybody talks about wanting to find the next Mahomes and do those types of things. And he's the type of guy that, that fits that mold. So I, I could see him going here. I could see him not even going in the first round. I think he got a lot of mixed emotions on people. But I, I do see that somebody either trades in here to get Jordan Love or, or Jackson. Jacksonville goes ahead and takes it because I, I don't know if I believe them when they say they believe Gardner Minshew is their quarterback. Maybe they do. But if Love comes in and is, is able to play right away and beat Minshew out for the job, now he's got Judy to work with too. And those are two young guys that you can build your offense around and then try to start over with that offense and, and get better for the future. Pick 21 is the trade down with the Eagles, Las Vegas Raiders, and Fritz's mock draft as A.J. Terrell going cornerback from Clemson. Rump, earlier Fritz had the Raiders taking CeeDee Lamb at wide receiver, now filling a need other side of the ball. Do you like the pick here with A.J. Terrell? Yeah, I think this is um, definitely something that the Raiders would look at here. Um, Mayock, you know, he's no, there's no secret that he likes players from big-time programs. Um, last year he drafted you know, Trayvon Mullen, um, was a corner for Clemson. Uh, he drafted Cleveland Farrell. You know, they, I think he, they took him pretty high, kind of, a little bit out of nowhere. I know Farrell was a was a guy that people were talking about, but, the, you know, they go and get their guys. So, I think um, this is definitely something that Mayock is going to look at here. I think uh, Terrell being the third corner off the board is interesting to me. He's my number eight corner. But, you know, you want to talk about a guy who's played in a lot of games and started a lot of games at corner for a really, really good football team in Clemson. So, um, I think they're probably going to like what they see. And I think this is definitely something that, that the Raiders will will look at here. Corner is a big one of their big holes that they got they got to fill. Pick number twenty two, the Vikings. Connor taking defensive end Gross Matos out of Penn State. You like the pick here for Minnesota here at twenty two, going defensive end? Uh, yeah, I do. I, I think that on the defensive side of the ball, uh, it seems like they've lost just about uh, everybody from their secondary. 
They lost Everson Griffin. Um, they lost Linval Joseph, but brought in one of my boys in purple, uh, Michael Pierce. Um, I think Itur Gross Matos, which by the way, I think he's a front runner for my most fun name to pronounce uh, in this whole draft. Makes him a more interesting guy. Uh, he's big. He can put his hand in the dirt and rush. He can stand up and rush. He can drop in coverage. And I think one thing you get with him is production. Uh, this last year, um, for Penn State, he had nine sacks, and the year before that, he had eight sacks. Um, I think if he came into the NFL and he came in for Minnesota and over the next six, seven seasons, he averaged eight to nine sacks a year, uh, I don't think you can ask for much more than that. Pick number 23, New England. I think this is one of the more interesting teams in the draft because you don't ever really know what Belichick may or may not do at this point. Plus, right now, they really don't have a quarterback. Do they go out and get one in free agency? Is that where Cam Newton could end up? Do they do something in the draft? For instance, I'm taking safety Xavier McKinney out of Alabama. Connor, do you think they go defense? I've seen them even – some mock drafts put him as an offensive lineman. Or – and I've seen others that put maybe as a quarterback, like a Jordan Love type that maybe squeaks down to him there at 23. Uh, you know, I, I like the Jordan Love pick, and obviously he went uh, a few picks before – um, I like O-line. It's tough for us to pinpoint, you know, what New England's going to do each and every year. Uh, but one thing when they do draft defensively is they draft versatile defenders. Um, and in the secondary, Xavier McKinney, in my opinion, is the most versatile defender uh, at safety. He can come down the box uh, in your dime packages. He can come down and be your dime linebacker. He can play over top. Um, he can do it all. Um, so I love the pick. Uh, I know a couple other mocks we've seen. Um, they have Zach Bond going to New England. He's another versatile defender, um, just a guy that could play in a lot of different roles. So I like it. I like the pick. I think this pick number 24 is one of the interesting ones, too, because looking at the Saints roster, they, they don't have a lot of glaring holes or weaknesses of what they need to do, I don't think, at this point. I, I like the pick at linebacker with Patrick Queen from LSU. Rumpf, how do you feel about this one? I think this is a really good pick for the Saints. Um, I, I think I have this. Um, I've seen this a lot in mocks. I think this is a good landing spot for them. Like you said, they don't have very many holes. So at the end of the day, if um, you're picking this late here in the first round, you go get playmakers. And Patrick Queen is athletic. Um, I think he's a will linebacker. You know, I think Demario Davis plays that for them. But you know, maybe maybe he can play strong side. I don't think he's a Mike, but, you know, in today's NFL, you want guys who can cover, you want athletic guys, um, and th this, this guy definitely fits the bill there. So I think Patrick Queen is a really good addition um, for the Saints, you know, and try to sure up that defense. Um, I know I talked to you, Connor, here a while back about Queen, and uh, you said something about him not even starting for LSU, you know, initially this year, but I still think this guy's got a ton of talent. Um, and ended up playing really well down the stretch for, for LSU. Um, so I think this is a good pick. Vikings at 25, Trevon Diggs, cornerback from Alabama. Another defensive guy. He took a defensive end at 22 in Fritz's mock draft. Now a cornerback. Rump, do you like this one too, Minnesota loading up on defense? Yeah, I mean, they, man, they just lost so much defensively. Um, they, they lost their starting three corners with Xavier Rhodes and Trey Waynes, Mackenzie Alexander. Um, and your head, your head coach is a defensive guy. So, you know, I, I know they need a receiver, um, but I think they, these two picks are really good. They're, I think these are Mike Zimmer-type players. Um, Diggs is big. You know, he started out Alabama as a receiver. 
Um, so, I th you know, he, he ended up being a really good corner for him, but I think he can still get better. So this is a guy who could, you know, with coaching and, and improvement could be, you know, up there with Okuda and, and C.J. Henderson as being the best corner to come out of this draft. So I think he's a big guy. You know, I think he struggles a little bit in man coverage, but but Zimmer will get him in the right spot. And I think I think this is a really good pick, and it makes sense for the Vikings. Going pick number 26, Dolphins taking Antoine Winfield of safety out of Minnesota. Uh, Jacob, do you think Miami needs to go safety here? No, this is actually one of my favorite picks out of the Dolphins. It'll be interesting if they do make some kind of crazy trade like that because I can definitely see them going more offensive weapon here. But if they can't get a tackle or a guard that they don't like, I could definitely see them going with Winfield. Uh, right here, I'd probably actually see him going more Ruiz out of Michigan to fill a guard center spot, maybe. Yeah, and that's and that's totally fair. Um, I I think they'd like to go tackle here, but the tackle clash just isn't this isn't super great in my opinion um, after the top four. So um, Winfield's one of my favorite players in the entire draft. He's my number one safety. Um, even though I really like McKinney, I think Winfield's just going to be that type of guy that can do everything. Um, the Dolphins um, traded traded just a ton of people last year to get all these picks and now you got to replace those guys and I, I think they've done a pretty good job on their interior line their tackles need some work but there's some spots they have later that they can go maybe address that and, and you mentioned receiver and, and then offensive weapons and things like that and I, I really think they kind of like those guys um, they, they have a lot of money invested in their receivers so I, I think they're going to try to let Burrow work with those guys and see how it goes because Burrow's shown he'll spread the ball around he'll find the open man so um, it'll it'll be an interesting thing to see what the Dolphins do here, but I just don't know if you can, I just don't know if you can pass on Winfield because he's not going to be there when the Dolphins pick again. And no. if he gets all the way down to 32, I just don't see the Chiefs passing him up either. So they've got to take him here if they want him. Pick number 27 with Seattle going Austin Jackson off of the tackle at a USC. Rumpf, going back to you for this one. Seahawks, they need to protect Russell Wilson. This is the best way to do it. Man, you know, I seem like we say this every year that they need to address O-line, and they just don't. So, you know, I don't know. You know, I, I think this is the pick they should make. Um, I think he's the next best tackle. Um, I don't know if they will. They just continue to kind of have their makeshift O-line and, and do other things. So, you know, I think edge is going to be something they need to address now. They may, you know, they may sign Clowney. But but uh, I think this should be the pick. I just don't know if they will. Um but I do like Austin Jackson. I think he's the next best tackle. Yeah, and, and one of the things I thought about here is will, will they address the secondary? And I feel like Winfield's the perfect pick for the Seahawks here, but he, he just went the pick before, um, and that's how it worked out for Seahawks. But maybe you see him take a Jeremy Chin. Maybe, maybe you see him take Grant Delpit. Maybe you see him take Kyle yep. uh, Duggar. You, it's just one of those interesting things where they, they traded for a corner. It was a good move. They, they kind of stole from the Redskins, in my opinion. You got a new corner. Do you, you go ahead and replace the safety and try to build that defense back up where last year they outscored a lot of people and gave up a lot of points? The offense is kind of entirely back again for the most part. Maybe they go defense here and, and try to restore the, the Legion of Boom type stuff they used to have. It, it'll be really interesting, but they have glaring needs on the O-line. Like it makes too much sense not to, ta or to take an O-lineman here. Pick number 28, the Ravens taking Kenneth Murray, linebacker out of Oklahoma. Connor, this is your team. I, I like the pick here. I, I like Kenneth Murray. I like his story. I, I like what he came from. He was 17 when he got to Oklahoma. Um, high character kid everybody talks about, kind of reading everything up on him. 
Just what's your thoughts on this pick? Um, I like the pick. Uh, I think for me, the interior of our offensive line is our first need. Uh, and then our inside linebackers are second need. But again, a, a talent like Kenneth Murray, uh, where he can just come in with, especially with our revamped defensive front and our stud secondary, he can come in, fly around and just play cleanup. He's someone that's going to be an immediate contributor. Um, yeah, I, I like it. Um, I, I know in a lot of mocks, they always mock either Queen or Murray to the Ravens. And what I wouldn't like to see is us trading up in the first round to go get him. Uh, but if he falls and he's there, sure, I, I like the pick. Final four picks of the first round, going with Tennessee. Going defensive end with A.J. Epineza here from Iowa. Going defensive end, some mock drafts. Other places, some taking even a running back and some mock drafts. That one wasn't a great idea on my part, but here we were. Um, Connor, Tennessee taking defensive end here at 29. Uh, I mean, they have needs uh, along the defense. They have needs a little bit everywhere to me. I'm a little bitter uh, after that playoff loss. I don't think Tennessee's that good of a team. I think it's hilarious they paid Tannehill as much as they did. Um, but all jokes aside, I love of A.J. Epineza. I think he's going to be a fantastic player. Um, his combine, he didn't really show out, so he's kind of dropping uh, a little bit on a lot of people's draft boards. Um, for me, he's that, he's that powerful pass rusher that you, that you need. He can play the one-tech, the three-tech, uh, shoot even dime packages. I'm sure he can play the nose. Uh, I think he's versatile uh, along that defensive front. You talk before the draft and after his bowl game, and you're hearing people talking about him going top 15 and things like that. And then he, he runs slow at the combine, and it kind of kills his draft stock, and people talk about him going round two and how he's not a great athlete. And, and I get that, but he's a hand-down player. And at worst, if it doesn't work out on the inform, he's a big enough guy. He can play a three-tech and a four and a four-three defense and, and be disruptive in there and even just be a third-down specialist and a second-long specialist at worst. And you get down at the end of round one, you're just wanting guys that can be productive because – you were probably a good team from the year before. You, uh, you're just looking for those guys that can kind of plug and play. And, yeah, the Titans have some holes, and maybe they'll trade back here. I don't know. But maybe they look at O-line. I, this, your top five tackles – your top six tackles are all now gone from what this mock had. So, what, what do they do? To me, Epines is the best player on the board. I don't think it's even close. I think he's going to be a really nice player too. And, and he may not even get to him. Maybe the Vikings take him and take another corner earlier than what they did. So, um, it, it'll be really interesting, but I do think he's a good fit for that defense, especially with some of the trades they've made. Pick number 30, Fritz, I agree with you. Green Bay going wide receiver. You have them going with LaVisca Chenault here at the 30 spot. Um, what, what made you go him, the 6'1", 227 wide receiver, over, I don't know, maybe a taller receiver with a good job on 50-50 jump balls like a T. Higgins at 6'4"? That's a great question, Chris. Doesn't surprise me you asked that. Um, yeah, Higgins, Higgins just didn't – he doesn't move quite well enough like LaVisca does, man. You you look at some of his highlights, and those are starting to pop up more because he's, he's kind of been banged up and and without having physicals and stuff. Chenault's kind of an interesting one. Will he go at the end of round one? Will he go really early in round two or maybe fall to round three? Because if you look at his tape and the way he dominates games, he should probably be a top 20 pick. He should be in that conversation as one of the top three receivers. Pick number 31, Detroit Lions. Fritz, you have them trading back into the first round, taking the Niners' 31st overall pick. Uh, why Detroit trading back in to take cornerback Christian Fulton out of LSU? Well, 
you look at that defense and, and earlier in the draft, I mean, everybody thought they were going to take Okuda and that's what the talk is. And that's what everybody, that's what everybody's been thinking and seeing. And he, even Urban brought that up as well. Okuda is the guy they've been talking about, but you, you get that versatile defender in Isaiah Simmons. So now you come back in, you take a guy who, in my opinion, is going to be a big faller in the first round. And I think Fulton people talked about maybe going 15 somewhere in there to Denver and, and nothing else just really worked out for him because he's, he's such a finesse guy. And, and Detroit's going to let you play some man. They're going to let you mix it up a little bit and let you kind of be aggressive and go try to get the football in the air. And he's that type of kid. That's what he is. He's a, he's a playmaker. He's going to go get the ball in the air. So you come back in and get him because this might be where the 49ers take another corner. Maybe they take another secondary guy. Maybe the, maybe the Chiefs are going to take that corner they're looking at because the Chiefs are a favorite to take a corner at 32. Maybe the Bengals start taking corners in that situation as well with the first pick in the second round. You just don't know. But for Fulton to fall that far and be as high as he is on a lot of our big boards, um, when we talk and stuff like that, I just felt like it was the right thing to do for the Lions to get back in and only having to move up a few spots where it didn't cost them a lot of picks. You bring up pick 32 with the Chiefs maybe taking a cornerback. I agree with what you did with this one. I don't think they make a first-round first pick. I think they trade out. Princess, what you had them doing. The Colts trading in just two spots. Colts had the 34th pick and moved to 32 to Denzel Mims. Uh, Jacob, having the Chiefs trade out here to give the Colts the pick, 32nd overall, take Denzel Mims, a receiver. One, do you like what the Chiefs did to trade out? And then do you like the Colts pick with Mims? Oh, yeah. I mean, I would love for the Chiefs to be able to make a trade like this. I do think. The Niners situation with their 31st pick can really hurt the draft stock or capita that the Chiefs pick have on that 32nd one just because you're going to have teams that are going to be able to jump them and that might be able to deflate some of their picks that they can gain from other teams. I don't see the Colts probably making this trade, though, mainly because, I mean, they're at 34, and I don't see the Chiefs taking – men at 32 and I wouldn't see the Bengals take them at 33 so I feel like the Colts could probably get Mims at 34 if they wanted to the only reason I see Colts trading up is somehow if Love were able to fall down and maybe try sneaking in ahead of the Patriots or something off of that wrapping this thing up um, final thoughts on Fritz's mock draft um, to start with the way everybody's lined up here uh, Connor we'll start with you then Jacob and then Rumpf and then Fritz Final thoughts after that? Um, I really liked this mock draft. I like how you mixed in the trades. Um, I felt all of your trades were very realistic, uh, except for the last one, and I would agree with Erdman in this. Um, I think the Colts, if they were to trade up, it's going to be to come get their quarterback. Uh, I think they can wait on that deep wide receiver class, even though I do think that Mims does fit them well. I don't think that they are threatened by anyone uh, – once Chenault went to the Packers um, until then. But I loved how uh, early on you did realistic picks with Wills going to the Giants. I just love that pick. Uh, and Andrew Thomas to the Browns. I think those are still my two favorite picks out of this whole draft. They just made sense. Um, and they're great fits. Jacob? No, I, I think it was a good mock draft here. I'm definitely going to be real excited to see what the trades are going to be like. I think there is going to be a lot of action in this draft this year, especially how it is going to be over online now. So who knows, maybe more people will be more ruthless with their trading or they might be a little bit more scared about it. But I definitely think 
somewhere along with the Dolphins or maybe like the, I don't know, the Jags, I think are going to do some quite a bit of action throughout that first day, right? either collecting more picks or getting the guys that they want to make sure that they go ahead and get since they have so many picks already starting out with. But overall, it's all a draft. Rump? Yeah, I mean, I liked it. it. It was different, you know. You don't see many mocks with, uh, you know, the Bengals and Dolphins making that swap. But, you know, I honestly think the Bengals, you know, come out of this draft, you know, getting, you know, probably QB2 in this draft, but could be QB1 very easily. And they get a, an offensive lineman to help kind of with that rebuild. So, you know, I liked it because it was different. You know, I, I like the Browns pick. You know, I think that's a lock. You know, I think Andrew Thomas is a great pick for them. Um, you know, there was quite a few on here that I agreed with, and there was a bunch of good fits, but I liked it because it was different. So, you know, maybe we will see a big trade with the Bengals. I think they do need to look at it. You get 5, 18, 39, and 251. You get four picks for moving back four spots, and you can still get an offensive lineman or a quarterback or whatever you want to get. One of those is probably going to be there for you. And, and I, I just don't see why they wouldn't do that. Maybe they love Burrow enough they won't, but it, you can't tell me they'll dismiss it just off not liking it. So it'll uh, it'll be an interesting draft. I agree. Maybe maybe the pick for the Chiefs to go into the Colston makes sense. I, I don't know. That's I just don't think that the 49ers and Chiefs are going to pick there at the end. I really don't because lack of picks and, and how, how much distance there is between them. So it'll be really interesting. But uh, I'll tell you, I'll be honest with you, it was hard because I was trying to keep my Chiefs bias out of all of it. And, and it was just hard to do because I didn't want to see the Raiders make a good pick. I didn't want to see the Broncos make a good pick. I don't I don't want the Chargers getting a quarterback that they feel like is going to be really good for them. So you, you ran into things like that, and that was difficult for me. But um, it'll be really interesting to see what the rest of you guys do and, and kind of how this goes because um, we're a week away from the draft, basically. And I'm, I'm curious how this big board that I've created in this mock draft I've done uh, holds up to what really goes on. That will do for our first episode of the Lockdown Podcast. Thank you all once again for listening.